Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And we coming from our basement to your headphones. Barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown. Thank you for downloading the Podcastianos. Now here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. What is going on, Tigerland? You have found another episode of the Podcastianos. I am Jordan Hall. With me as always is Eric Wayne. Eric, what a difference a week's ma- a week makes, huh? It's unicorns and rainbows. The flowers are emerging from the soil. Everybody is sporting a smile, and happiness is returned to our land. Warm weather has come in with the the tiger's hot streak. Mm. I mean, it's pretty much all aspects of nature have been covered by by the hot week from the tigers. The fans are joining hands in a circle and singing Kumbaya. (laughs) It's beautiful. It is. Six and one this week. Six and one. That was good. That was better than we both predicted. Yeah, that's very true. Combined, we almost gave them. So I'm just kidding. We looks like we both went four and three. Okay. It just goes to show the 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 uh, back and forth seesawed nature of not only performance but just expl- uh, expectations. When things are bad, you think they're going to be bad forever, and they're never going to be good again. And when they're good. You never think they're going to be bad again. Oh, that's right. I feel like especially with the Tigers, over the last, I don't know, what, 10 years since we've been relevant, mm-hmm. there have been extended streaks where it, when it looks like we are never going to lose again and extended yep. streaks where you think, oh, my gosh, this is the worst team in the world. Yeah, I felt that for streaks, like, I don't I don't know if we're ever going to score a run again, Yeah, let alone win a game. And then all of a sudden, you know, it just it changes. So that's why you to look for... You know, it's big picture, people. Big picture. As they say, it is a marathon and not a sprint. Have you heard that one before? Yeah, they say it. They say it all the time. <laughs> so as many of you saw this week, and Eric, I, I'm a, you might be aware of this too, um, but the Red Wings named their new arena. Um, they're, yeah. they're calling it the Little Caesars Arena, which drew the ire of a lot of Red Wings fans. Um, what did you think of the name? Well, doesn't it kind of make sense? I mean, you're not going to get away with not having a corporate sponsor these days, right? Yes, exactly. And the um, little little piece of trivia here for you. Mike Illich made a lot of money with a side business he calls Little, little Caesars. <laughs> so it's not – and he also owns the Red Wings and a little franchise we like to call the Tigers. So it's not surprising. 
Yeah. Right. I mean, why, how could you be bent? You kind of know these things line up, right? There were a lot of people who were, as you would say, bent, however. Ugh. Uh, one of people. the one of the popular ones on my Facebook page, which I, I don't go on all that regularly because, you know, politics and whatnot. But people seem to think that how arena was what it should have been called. And I said, wait, yeah. wait a minute. We got the lockdown on how arena up here in Traverse City, because as you may know, the uh, Civic Center ice rink is called how arena. So back off, Detroit. Oh. That's us. Basically, um, isn't Traverse City the Lakeland of of the Red Wings. Yes, they come up here for for camp. I was actually a, a puck boy, I believe is what they call them. They... <laughs> you got to be careful how you say that, puck boy. <laughs> Jordan, all the puck boy. Like, tell me, what are your responsibilities as a puck boy? You collect the pucks. Like after they warm up, <laughs> you go out there and you put the pucks in the puck bucket. Do you have to wear, like, a special costume or something? <laughs> no, it was, just, it was when I was a kid. It was like, I, I was never super into hockey, but I had connections, as as you may know. Um, but, no, there there was no costume. I actually got to, to meet Jordan Tutu. I don't know if you... Ooh, that was were like, you taller than him at the time? I, I was. I was, like, 12, and he was a prospect, so we were right about the same the same height. I have a broken stick I, of his. We're, we're practically ooh. practically brothers. He, that was a short but uh, passionate romance, I feel like, with Jordan Tutu. Um, so, it came in pretty fast. So that brings us to this week's leadoff question. Simply, what would you have named the Red Wings' new arena? Well, I mean, if you're going to go with the Little Caesars thing, why are you calling it the Little Caesars Arena? That seems like a lot of syllables. It should just be the Little Caesar Arena. <laughs> nice. Shouldn't it be? I mean, the Little Caesar Arena, mm. uh, it, it has arena and it flows off the tongue better. But if they could possibly not be so greedy and think about naming it after a real Detroit hero, I would call it the Arena Franklin after Motown artist Aretha Franklin. And they have about the same size. So. <laughs> The Arena Franklin, I think, would be the perfect name. That's what I think. Yeah. What do you think, Hall? What are you naming it? Well, um, I want to give a shout-out to our buddy Adam Langworthy. He tweeted almost immediately after that they should have named it the Bite Bite Sip Sip Arena, which obviously that would have been ideal. How about um, the Fight Fight Sit Sit? Ooh, because cause it's you know a sporting arena. You sit and it's hockey, so they fight sometimes. And those things kind of sound the same. I don't know. They don't not sound the same. Um, Thank you. But that was that was a good one. I thought maybe something nice, like naming it after Konstantinov. I thought maybe mm. something meaningful, like the Illich Arena or something like that. But right, I, yeah. I took the high road and went with a joke from The Hangover. I think we should call it the Real Caesars Palace. Ah, uh, yes. You just like, does the Little Caesar live here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How does the lie go? The Little Caesar doesn't actually live here, does he? Didn't think so. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, speaking of the how thing, though, did you uh, – I think that's a very popular um, suggestion for the bridge that's being built. You know, the the bridge that there was so much political wrangling over. Oh, of, of course. Of course. And they, I think they talked about uh, – are you are you not familiar? I've no, not even not even a little bit. Okay, 
I'll, I'll just talk to the listeners. Just just step aside for a moment. All. Deal. Okay, so so there's this big thing that the family of that owns the Ambassador Bridge was fighting for this new international bridge crossing. Well, they're going to put it in. And so the popular name suggestion would be the Gordie Howe Bridge because he played hockey in Detroit. And I think he's from Ontario. And there's this kind of cultural bridge. And I thought that was neat. That that is neat. That's not special. That's not very like uh, 2016. Everyone let's fight each other. It's a very it's a nice idea. Yeah, yeah. Eric, I don't know if you know this though. That uh, the arena wasn't the only thing that was named this week. As as you and many of my Twitter followers know, Whitney and I welcomed a new member to our family and to the podcast Yano's family in the form of my yes. desk fish at work. Yes. Um, it's a half moon beta, which apparently is a, a type of fish. I had no idea. Um, and I appealed to you for help naming him. And quite frankly, I had no idea how many incredible suggestions that were just sheer wit that were about to come back my way. I don't know about that. That, that was I, I did spend a solid, you know, 90 to 120 seconds just like thinking of names. I set everything aside. And I'm like, Jordan needs a name. Cannot disappoint you rattled off more puns in like 60 seconds than I have in my entire life combined. Um, here are some of the losers. Ian Finsler, which honestly, every time I see him, I now think Ian Finsler. Uh, Dory Hunter. Brad Osmusky, which once again, I think we should call him that until perpetuity. Franciscad Rodriguez, which is just brilliant. Um, Marlin Henning. And Pike Melfry, which that's a that's a topical one for for this show. I kind of liked Pike Melfry because you just switched the letters. The around. problem is, is the fish is going to last much longer than than Pike Melfry <laughs> will let's hope. in a tiger's uniform. And I settled on uh, the winner, the best one, Jordan Swimmerman. Um, so <laughs> two, two ends, obviously. Oh, it's good to welcome Mr. Swimmerman to the the podcast if you want to see j swim uh go take a look at some of the pictures on my <laughs> he's got the j swim like stare to him too it's the the resemblance is uncanny not a smiler not definitely not a smiler if you want to get in touch with the show you can at podcastianos.com or on the twitter i am at jordan hall 23 eric is at comerica eric and the show is at podcastianos and we would love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Um, if you do, take a screenshot of your review and tweet it to me or the show's account, and I will retweet it and show you some love. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Yanos. Okay, so Eric, I don't know if you remember this, but last week, uh, last time we spoke, Brad Osmus was probably the worst manager in the history of the world. Um, he mm. lacked energy, was out of ideas, and was just waiting around for Big Mike to drop the hammer, um, which, as you know, is, <laughs> is what Illich's friend call him. Um, or so Tiger's Twitter thought. Well, Brad's back. The Tigers are back. And quite frankly, I've had a lot more fun being a Tigers fan over the last week. Um, how about you? Yes, much more fun. I think the beefs, like the beefs we had about Brad, really haven't gone away. But he's done some smart things yeah i mean the whole lineup change i think that's what we're going to talk about next can oh, we talk about is. the lineup change absolutely okay i don't want to steal all the thunder but it was simply a nice change of pace like this isn't going good changing the lineup doesn't seem to me like that high of an impact thing like 
Um, you know, I, I get this. Well, players are used to their spot. You know, we don't want to hurt their feelings. You're not kicking somebody off the team. You're changing the order that they bat in. Yeah. This seems a little ridiculous why it's such a federal case. It it doesn't matter that much. So to me, when you're not going so hot, just mixing up the lineup a little bit, it's maybe more head games, but it makes sense. Yeah. What did did you think? Um, Well, my my meta thought on this is all of the bad luck of the previous week was Osmus's fault, you know, according to the Internet. So I'm willing to give him credit for this hot streak that was spurred on by him doing something as mm, yep. all his doing. Like, you know, if if one thing if bad luck is your fault, then good luck is your fault too. Like I mean right. he's he takes such a beating. Um but let's recap a little. Uh beginning Wednesday against Sonny Gray of all people, JD moved up to the two spot and Justin Upton yep. went down to the five spot. That night, the combo of JD, Mick, Miggy, and Victor combined for five hits, four of which for, went for extra bases. And since the shakeup, are you ready for this? Yes. JD, Miggy, Victor, and Upton are combined 30 for 82, which is an average of 366 with 12 extra base hits. That's, that's pretty decent. That's, that's in fuego. That, <laughs> as, my, as my brother south of the border would say. How many brothers south of the border do you have, just, just on average? You know, many. I have many latino spanish-speaking friends that i imagine yeah i have you know and like we said it it's it's kind of a you know it's it, it's not a big deal doing this but i think it was right. i think it was an interesting um I, I put down cobweb clear for upton like he was kind of in hmm. that funk like i think this is far more for upton than it is for for JD, like obviously JD's caught fire again, but you know he was in that groove too. You know, to not hitting, striking out a ton, just something. Like there, there had to be something done. You're not taking him out of the lineup. He's too good for that. Try moving mm-hmm. him down, and all of a sudden that bat is going now too. Um, but what, what, honestly, to me, what the best part of it, the result has been, is more at bats for JD. Like he's yeah. probably the, our second best hitter at this point. Like you don't want your second best hitter hitting fifth. I mean, that, that takes away a lot more at-bats for him than, than he probably should be getting. This is where I'd give Osmus some credit because that surpri- completely surprised me. I wouldn't have thought to bat J.D. second. Mm-mm. I wouldn't have all. And now that you say it, okay, yeah, make make some sense. But I probably would have put Iglesias in there or something like that, yeah, I mean, which we, we, talked we talked about, about a couple that. weeks yeah. before, right? But it makes good sense. It mix things up it rejuvenated a little bit so there's a lot of things that brad doesn't do perfectly but this is a good move and i, I was looking yeah. at some of the batting orders around baseball kutch he hits second all the time uh josh okay. donaldson hits two a lot as does manny machado like it's hmm. it seems like it's becoming more common to get power guys in that spot and it's almost like um kind of well, might even call it a trend of getting your best hitters a little bit further up in the order, just simply so they get more more abs. You know, Jim liked a little power in the two hole. Good old Marcus Timms. That's right. Um, and Rayburn actually hit a little bit of two, which you know. Ugh. <laughs> Rayburn still is mashing lefties, by the way. Which I mean, I would in mash. Colorado. I'd mash lefties in Colorado too, but isn't that all what people do in Colorado? Just everything gets hit a ton. Yeah, I suppose. Is, yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't dislike Rayburn to use your favorite thing. The double negative. I don't dislike. Rayburn. <laughs> that, that is one of my favorite things. Um, Osma said, Os Muskie, as he, as she, as he shall be known, <laughs> um, said that 
picking JD to move up to the two spot was kind of like throwing darts. Do you buy that? Mm. Do you think that he just kind of did it on a whim? Yeah. I, th- I Well, let me say this. I think he didn't necessarily anticipate it being this earth-changing thing. And from that point of view, like, it's probably not, from the results perspective, a big shift. But the, the smart part of it was he did something. And it was just a, a changing it up. So I think, yeah, I'm agreeing what he's saying. It's throwing darts or whatever. But he did throw a dart, which is a thing that he did that was somewhat proactive. That maybe he hasn't been doing to this point. And I, I like you say, I appreciate him, yeah. him taking a step. Um, I kind of like this lineup going forward. Obviously, the results are coming in, but I, w- I that helps you be, like it. I wouldn't be changing things right now. This is something I'd stick with. And I think something that maybe we should um, kind of keep in the back pocket, and by we, I mean Osmus, because you and I have little control over things. Um, mm. But using the shakeup, like, obviously this is something that the guys respond to. If maybe we go into one of those little mini funks that we that we do, and sometimes they grow into full-blown funks, switch it up before it becomes a week like last week. Yeah. I don't and know. not just with the lineup. Mix the roles that guys have in the in the bullpen if things are scuffling. Yes, absolutely. Um, if one of your starters, <coughs> <coughs> I heard nothing. Is really struggling. You know, maybe you swap him and put him in middle relief and put somebody who can actually pitch as a starter. And it doesn't you have know, to things even, like that. It doesn't even have to stay that way. You could do that for like two turns through the lineup right. and, and reevaluate. Right. Yeah, you're not um, you're not exiling. Pelfrey to the Isle of Patmos forever if he doesn't, you know, if he if he pitches out of the bullpen for a little while. Just it, it's a mi- it's a mix up thing. Is that a hashtag? Good. Hmm? I said, was that a hashtag historical joke? Um, yeah, that was that was a Bible. That was a Bible joke. I, oh, I was I was thinking Napoleon. That was yeah. He was he was exiled on what Al- island was that? Alba? Napoleon? Alba? Alma? Yeah. Elba. Elba. Right. Elbow. There we go. Right. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on from Napoleon to another man of, of similar recourse, Nick Castellanos. Um, I feel like Nick <laughs> has gotten as much run on the show as, as almost anyone else, maybe except for, for Big Pelf, for both good and, and bad reasons. But I think I did name the show after him. Literally after him. His, you can't spell Podcastianos without Castellanos. Castellanos. Um, but I think I might be more excited to talk about him this week than any of the previous weeks. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it. Nick Castellanos is breaking out before our very eyes. Are you going to mm. calm me down or throw more fire on my flames? Is that a, is that a he, thing? He's breaking out like a teen going through puberty. It's so good. He's breaking out everywhere. He's hitting home runs like a teen's growing zits. It's so good. I love it. And we thought, you know, maybe this is the year we talked about different reasons. Um, I Okay, to throw a little fire. No, to throw a little water on your fire. We're still not seeing a lot of walks, are we? No, but let me counter that. We He's are, a swinger. We are seeing him get, him get himself into better counts, which I think is yes. almost as good as, as walking. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm – I'm. I'm picking up on that. I'm believing you. Um, I'm going to go. All. Thanks. In the last two series, uh, he's, let's see, gone 11 for 25, which if my math is correct, that's wow. 440 with five extra base hits. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's the pit. Like I said, it's the pitches that he's hitting and the counts that he's getting into that have been yep. what's convinced me that this isn't just you know a hot streak because anyone can hit a fastball down the middle a very long way. But there was uh, I forget which game it was, and it would make for better analysis if I if I knew. But um, where he, he had one pitch where he destroyed over the base or over over third base went into the corner for a double next time out he goes with a pitch away hits it into the right center field gap for probably mm. another double and I, I could be getting the results mixed up but um you know he's he's seen the ball better than i think we've ever seen with him i think so too and he he's displaying a little bit more discipline, but he's not losing the attacking mm-hmm. uh, approach at the plate. When he gets up there, he's looking he's not looking to walk. No, I mean he never did to start with, but he's looking to break your soul, which is, which is a cool is attitude. Good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, he was he was a really highly highly regarded prospect, and not even just like from Tiger's um, standards. And the hit tool and the approach was always kind of his carrying tool. And it is yep. like I kind of just assumed that that was going to be the first thing that we saw in the big leagues, and we really didn't see much to be fair over the last two years, but. I don't know. I'm I'm starting to get excited, and I, I like Nick. Like, you know, he's taken a lot of stick on on Twitter. On I'm sure he probably isn't on there, but but to see him like shutting some people up finally, it, it's good to see. And I can only assume it's because he's a he's a father now, right? No, no, <laughs> that is not why. It's now that because he's what 24 years old now, 25, something like that. And that's when and that's when hitters break out. That's what we that, that's what I talked about. That's my that's still my theory. Yeah. <laughs> it's no added maturity except for this is when baseball players start to do really well. So we talked so. we talked about it before the year and like what a realistic bar for development would be, like what we would be happy to see him reach. And you know, had I been a a good host, I would have looked back and saw what what we were looking for right. from him. Um but what type of batting average and power numbers are you wanting to see now that he's, you know, starting to come into his own all right i'm gonna i'm gonna let you overshoot me and but can you expect a 280 batting average with 25 home runs i'd be ecstatic with that i i feel like that would be a, oh, okay. a good no i i think that would be a good um bar for him to hit because i think pete castellanos is probably between 280 290 maybe with a bit more pop than that but mm-hmm. seeing him approach those numbers would be a really good sign. And, you know, he's he's off to the start to be able to do it. That's for sure. Does he ever become a type of hitter like J.D. Martinez is? I mean, that next step yet? Do you ever see that from Nick? I don't know if I see that from Nick because he doesn't have the, the power the other way that J.D. does. I mean, J.D.'s right, swing true. to right center is just filthy. But, right. um, you know. Because Nick's been hitting it. Like, even the one today was a bit of a wall scraper. Yeah. So I I think I mean I'm not going to I'm not going to cap him. Give him two or three years, become JD's age and, you know, have his man muscles like JD does and and, <laughs> and maybe he maybe he does develop that kind of pop. But for I think I think that's a couple years down the road. We're just totally overblowing it cuz he had one a couple good weeks. Yeah, it's 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 the the optimism that'll get you. Two or three weeks from now, we could look back and say, we're, we're, this is completely ridiculous conversation. Nick sucks again. I refuse, but, I refuse to believe that. But Nick looks strong, it's dude. It's definitely true. It's been fun. Yeah. Um, you know what? It's it's all powered by rubber ducks, too. You know that, don't you? <laughs> sure. Are you familiar with this? I'm I'm not, but I'd like to be. Oh, 
Okay, so um, after yesterday's game, they interviewed him in the locker room, and he's got a tank top on that features rubber ducks. And then today, after the game, um, uh, what's his name? The interviewer guy who's uh, a little stocky and has no hair. Uh, Mickey York? No. The the other... Um, What's his name? Matt Shepard? No. The older guy. What's, oh, I know who you're talking about. How, how do I not know this? Um, the guy with the mask got sprayed the hairspray, and that was the big joke for a while. Anyway. We're, it's going to come to us. John like, John Keating. John, okay. John of Keating. Of course. Of course it's of John course. Keating. So John Keating, probably the second question he asked him, or maybe it was the first question, are you wearing the rubber duck tank top underneath? And yes, he confirmed that he's wearing the rubber duck. So this is all fueled by the rubber duck tank top. I don't want to Zubaz <laughs> jinx it, but I think things like this are funny. And- oh, yeah. And it's like we, we talked about with it being a marathon. Like there's so much monotony that comes even from being a, a fan that – Having a little bit of, of spice in your day-to-day um, Tigers experience, I dig it. It's it's essentially the the player version of an uh, animal running on the field. Yes. And if a $30 tank top makes you think you're going to hit the ball farther, well, darn it, you wear it. You spent $30 on I wish I had $30 to blow on a tank I top. I saw somebody posted it. It was like a 30 These are big league ball players, Jordan. They have money, unlike us. That's That's very true. Okay, let's. Are you ready to move on to Michael Fulmer? Yeah. All right. Friday evening, we were all uh, privileged to watch the debut of young Tigers right-hander Michael Fulmer. Uh, as you are all aware, he is the top prospect in the organization, a kid we picked up in the UNS Cespedes deal from the Mets last summer. Here's the line. Five innings pitched, seven hits, two earned, four Ks, one walk. Um, what did you see? Nothing. I saw nothing because I was working. And I saw the box score. I'm assuming he pitched right-handed. He did. He did. He did. he didn't pull okay. the old. That would literally be the old switcheroo. The 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 vignette trick. No, there's none of that. Okay, so then that's about all I know. I saw the box score, and that the the box score looked good. Okay. What did you see? You are a resident breaker of down breaker downer. Um, what I saw, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I actually didn't see. I don't think I saw him pitch at all in the spring. So this is kind mm. of my first like exposure to watching him throw. Um, he made good pitches in big situations. Like he put, he put runners on a couple times. I mean, he had what eight runners and base runners in five innings, okay. um, which isn't, which isn't terrible. It's not, it's not pelf status. But I mean, he he had runners on at points, and he he pitched around them. He looked competent. I mean, certainly I would, it sounds terrible to say, but I'd be more confident giving him the ball right now than Annie ball. Um, and obviously wow. than, than big pelf Annie ball has been just so up and down, but you know, that's, that's neither here nor there. The one thing that I worry about with him a little bit, he kind of has a high stress delivery. Like there, he puts mm. a lot of, I mean, he's, he's a big kid, so I'm, I'm sure he can sustain it, but he puts a lot of wear and tear on his body. And it'll be interesting to see what, you know, if he can, he can sustain that. Are you suggesting he's a future reliever? No, 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 not at all. I just, I don't know. Some guys are, are Luis Severino, yeah. and everything is just 
boom max right, effort right there yeah and he's he's a little bit more of a, an effort guy but i mean there are verlander's a little bit more of an effort guy and you know he's stuck around for a while now that's true so i'm going to ask you your own question and that is <laughs> does he have the opportunity to stay up i, I mean does he i don't think so i, I obviously it, it depends on shane's shane green's health but I think Shane Green was good enough in his first, what, three or four starts that yeah. he'll have a chance to come back and pitch for his future. Like, I, that's that's my opinion. Um, Green had, what, one serious stinker? And yes. the others were... The others were nice. Solid. I wouldn't say great, okay. but they were nice. Um, I want to say he had three starts that he, like, started and then one that the blister start when he, he got pulled early. Yep, right. Um and I, I think that, you know, green stuff is so good. I, I don't think that he goes without without a fight. Um, but honestly, I think we're I think we're about two weeks away from having the serious Pelfrey conversation. Um, the next three starts for him are going to are going to be really time out. Big. Yeah. Time out, Hall. Mm-hmm. Time out. Last time we talked, you were kind of on the Pelf train. Oh, I'm still you on... were a you're I... a Pelf apologist. Oh, I'm still a Pelf apologist, but you can't ignore what's happening like i i i still believe but if he has three more starts like he's had you know we're sitting here two sundays from now i think we're talking about whether falmer norris boyd is you know is coming up and do we just eat the cash but i don't i don't think those three starts are going to be bad i i still believe that there there's there's results in there we just have to be patient the thing is i kind of see what you're seeing the the ball has movement. Mm-hmm. He's not. He doesn't have absolute garbage stuff. I mean, it's not like we're talking about Weaver, who's got like a eighty mile per hour <laughs> fastball. I mean, or a seventy five mile per hour fastball, whatever Weaver's throwing these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got some stuff. It's moving, but not enough strikes. Yeah. And for some reason, the stuff in the zone it gets a lot of ground balls, but they sneak through. They're relatively hard hit. Um. So I I have jumped off the pelf train. Yeah, and and that's fine. I tend to be a little bit more um, process over results, and and I see the process isn't terrible with pelf. It's just the the execution isn't quite there. And you know, if he has three, five, seven more starts like this, you know, I'm I'm willing to say that I'm wrong, and I very well may be wrong. But at the moment, I'm still not convinced that I am incorrect. But we'll see. Hope, hopefully I'm right. I mean, not just for, you know, pride's sake. I'd, I'd like for Pelfrey to be worth the, what, $16 million over the next two. Right. You know, it's funny that on this podcast and on Twitter and on Tigers fans, how much energy we've expended over Pelf. <laughs> and the only time we talk about Zimmerman is when we name a fish after him. <laughs> like the dude... Uh, the dude's just mowing people down and we're going to talk about Pelfrey. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. That, that is a, um, that's an indictment on us and Twitter and everyone. So <sighs> we yeah. all suck. Yeah. Zimmerman is a better pitcher than he is fish, at least at the moment. We'll, we'll see how, we'll see how <laughs> Jay swim progresses, but yeah, at, at the moment, the, the pitcher is better than the fish. We'll we'll keep a power rankings of that. Okay. We need like a live webcam of Jordan Swimmerman. <laughs> see how his tricks i actually just ordered an, a new tank for him so he'll be moving into his new home tomorrow moving on up yeah to the east side. 
It's nice. <laughs> okay, let's move on to some hot shots. These are quick takes. Um, looks like I have four. We'll, we'll try and move the, through these quickly. Um, is Co- Tyler Collins' bird flip going to be an iconic Tigers moment? I'm surprised this question got this deep into the podcast. Well, I wanted to wanted to get into this in, in length, but this happened almost a week ago at this point, so I didn't want to yeah, like, the time- bring back. And naturally, it happens you know 24 hours after we record. But you know what's funny? You said it yourself, like, oh, we're a week away. It doesn't have the juice. Right. It doesn't have the juice. Like, no, no, it's not going to become an iconic Twitter or Tigers moment. Somebody's going to make a joke about it and then it'll be, oh, yeah, ha, ha. Remember when he when he flipped him the bird and, you know, <laughs> it'll be a thing. But like I was on usually my tigers takes are not that hot right <laughs> i don't have a lot of hot tigers takes i kind of conventional mainstream but when when he did it when he got booed and flipped the bird i was like so what this is not a big deal no i agree completely and i got undressed <laughs> like people were like you know you can't do this. You know, we pay his salary. He's being a punk. He can't, he doesn't hit good enough to do this. And I can't defend him. No. Uh, you sh- under no circumstances should you flip the bird to an away crowd or a home crowd. That's unacceptable behavior. He needed to apologize. But people were like losing their minds. And I'm like, uh, whatever. The thing it's is- going to be okay. It wasn't a power play. He wasn't flipping you off because, like, he's, I'm so good, I can withstand this. Like, he was frustrated. He was yeah. yeah. Like, I actually kind of digressed a little bit thinking about it. He came into the year assuming that he was going to be in a timeshare for left field. We signed Upton, and all of a sudden, you know, he's only making the team because of Mabin getting injured. Like, he hasn't right. had a good year at the plate. He certainly hasn't had a good year in center. You know, he dropped it. He kicked it around. The, the yep. Zimmerman streak's about to break. Like, I, I, you know, you can't do it, but I get it. Like, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't have. I have control over, over my birds. And if I were to, I'd use the ring finger. I call it the other finger, and it means <laughs> screw you. It, it's a little bit softer. But you know, it's like similar. dropping a, a gosh darn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's the gosh darn of yeah. fingers. Feel free to do that to other drivers. They really notice the difference. You know, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> um, I, I'm just not a big boo your own players. And I get that it was just kind of a confluence of events where Zimmerman had the no runs allowed streak going and the fans were kind of, you know, upset that that streak was broken. Um, and. Uh, and Collins is not a center fielder by trade. So it's just kind of all this mix of things that happened. He lost it in the lights. And then Upton kind of lollygagged on the play, didn't get the ball in, didn't track it down. So it's just kind of a bad luck thing. Collins was pissed in a moment of, uh, you know, upsetness. He flipped the bird. Can you do that? No, you cannot do that. Should he apologize? Absolutely. Uh, can you accept it? No. But it's not like what a you know think of the children kind of moment <laughs> it's it's like he's a, a an emotional ball player who got pissed and flipped the bird yeah. and i as a fan i'm not personally offended i i was not either um next what what are we calling these hot shots um why are we always so terrible against junk balling lefties the example from this week rich hill it's it's the curse of uh bruce chen i guess <laughs> 
Yeah. Curse of Bruce Chen. I don't know. You tell me, Hall. I'm, why? It's got to be because we have so many dead red fastball hitters, right? I mean, that's that's yeah. kind of the the logical explanation, but it's it's obnoxious. Um, more impressive, J-Up's bomb into the camera well uh, against Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago, or Chris Davis's moonshot to the statues off of Verlander? Wow. You know, I saw this, and I uh, I looked at the video of Chris Davis's shot. And if you just go by the numbers, Chris Davis was 449, and I think Upton's was 451. So we're talking virtually identical measured distance. But I'm taking the Chris Davis shot. Yeah, that was. What are you? What are you taking? I took the J up one just for like he hit okay. a target. You know what I mean? Like Davis. Hit the camera wells. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. It's like you know some sort of bullseye out in center. I don't know, whatever. But the both. farthest, the farthest ball I've ever seen hit was in batting practice, and Evan Gaddis <laughs> was taking batting practice when he was at the Braves, and he absolutely destroyed it. It hit beyond the statues and like took a bounce over onto the road. Like it was over and above the statues onto the concourse. It was a bomb. That's, that's a sizable shot. It was batting practice though. That's true. You don't get points for those. No, no, no run scored. (laughs) Okay. And I was, I was watching the game on, I forget what, what night it was, but I I looked and I'm like, we haven't talked about the bricks yet behind home plate. What are your thoughts on thoughts on the bricks? Um, there's been much conversation and hand wringing about the bricks. Um, I like that they enhanced the area behind the plate. What's a little weird to me is that they chose to use a brick that does not match the outfield wall. Oh, that's true. I did not think about that, but you're right. The, the brick is like a larger brick. It's probably a little more modern look. Um, and it's, it's more Brown. Mm -hmm. The whole background is Brown. I'm a colorblind man, but I can see that that's, you know, very Brown. And I feel like the outfield bricks are more kind of a reddish, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Or at least a reddish Brown. So I would have liked to have the match, but I think it looks nice. Yeah. I think it looks real sharp too. More important is how the ball plays. Have you noticed anything about that? I haven't really. I think I think it's a it que- seems like the- I think it's questionable which is more important if we're being honest about our 2016 <laughs> society. That's right. Well, they get to, I imagine they did it. I mean, it makes it look nice. They can sneak a little bit more advertising, prime advertising because I mean, you think about how much time the camera is on there. But I, I seem to I have the opinion like the ball is rebounding out of there harder. Yeah, which is fine i guess i mean it's the thing is is it bounces the same way for for both teams like i guess yeah yeah and with you know with with uh avila back there we don't have to worry about it you know injuring our catcher at some point this year so so (laughs) avila would get like an ass contusion or something like that and be on the dl or whatever (laughs) his luck hit him in the back hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, with that, are you ready to move to your power rankings? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, maybe uh, we could take a look at uh, one that we've, we've been putting off for a while. I have to confess, we haven't gotten a chance to get to, but that is models of minivan. Okay. So these would be, you know, you know, makes and models of, of minivan that, you know, consumer minivans, not anything like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, we can also, my other option for this week is tracks from the 2002 album, The Eminem Show by <laughs> Eminem. I feel like with the naming of the arena in Detroit, like we, we're on a, De- we're a Detroit Tigers podcast. We're on a Detroit theme. Why don't we go with Eminem tracks? I'm actually very – That makes sense. I'm yeah. very curious about this one. I, I have strong feelings myself. Do you? All right. This album came out in 2002. So this is squarely in my college years. And <laughs> this was kind of on the ascension of Marshall Mathers. And I listened to this CD probably – the most second only to Green Day's Dookie oh and the as the album that I've listened to the most in my life. So um, here we go. Uh, this is, of course, the top seven and then the bottom three. Number seven is Sing for the Moment. Number Sing seven? Sing for the Moment. It's, yeah. See, I'm not feeling Sing for the Moment. It's got this rock hook. It's kind of it's almost too sweet for who. Eminem really is. Oh, that's I'm not really way feeling too, way too. Old. I don't even like rock, and that, that's one of my favorite Eminem songs, just overall. But anyway, uh, right. your list. I don't know. It's on. it's it's okay. It's this. It's seven. You know, it's not garbage. All right, number six is cleaning out my closet. I kind of like cleaning out my closet, uh, just because you know he rips on his mom, and you get kind of this story, and the later. Um, stuff where Eminem rips on his mom feels kind of cliched because he did it all in cleaning out my closet. That's number six. Been there, done that. Good song. Uh, next up at number five is the starting track for the album, and that is White America. It's just got this awesome kind of angry vibe right at the beginning that sets the tone for the whole album. And I like white America. You know, there's kind of some, you know, white America could be about a lot of different things. You know, there's there's talk about kind of the school shooting stuff. It, you know, there's talk about censorship. You could even think about kind of any income inequality. It can be it could be fairly deep, but that's white America. I like that song. Okay. Um, number four is business. You know, let's get down to business. <laughs> we ain't got no time to mess around. What is this? So that's my that's the next one. Business It's catchy. Yeah, um, I, I like that song. It's number four. I feel like that's a theme now, of this show. We don't have time to mess. Yeah, around. we don't have time to fancy around. What is this? <laughs> it's, it's quality, quality Eminem track. Um, number three is going to surprise you that it's not higher, maybe. And that is without me. 
Oh, I feel like this is the number one single off off this album. Um, because it feels so empty without me. This for the summer became like the biggest pop hit on all the radio stations. Um, just maybe for that purpose, it, for that reason, it's not higher. Fair but enough. everybody knows the lyrics to you know without me. Yeah, they they certainly should. You, yes, you throw it on in a bar, and you know, even even college white girls are going to be able to know the lyrics to without <laughs> me. All right, number two is a great song, and that is "Till I Collapse." Mm-hmm. J- JV. Be, it till, j- right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I didn't even put that connection together. But that that's JV's uh, song. Um, to like Collapse is great because it doesn't have Eminem doing the hook, which he should never, you know, the kind of the singy part. Mm-hmm. Eminem should not do the singy parts. In this, we have the the wonderful Nate Dog. May, may he rest regulators. in peace. He's dead. Yeah, he died like three or four I, years ago. I'm not really connected to the hip hop scene. Do you want to know? You want to know a Nate Dog story? It has nothing yeah. to do with that Nate Dog, but there not is not Nate Robertson. No, not they, not, not that Nate either. Um, the the guy that um, you know, you have. Do you have, a, have you ever been to Sam's? Sam's Club. Sam's Club. Yes. Yeah, where they sell it's like Costco, but yeah, for you for, know for Sam Walton. Yeah. Okay. They yeah. have they have a guy that they don't have like security you know measures so you don't steal stuff. They have somebody that looks at your receipt and what you bought and then they mark it off. They highlight it. They yeah. highlight it. Well the guy that Costco does has the, the guy that does that at ours his name is Nate and he's worked at uh our Walmart in in tra- in town for 25 years. His like name tag is all gold. I refer to him as the gold card man. And anyway, I refer to him as as Nate Dog also. So that's where that story was going. You have a fairly intimate relationship with a Walmart guy. Sam's. Sam's. It's it's a, it's different. Sam. It's, oh, it's well, yeah. Sam's is it's more so, scale. Yeah. You know, I, I'll spend the long dollar to go. To, you know, going to the the premium you pay to go to Meyer is worth it to not have to go to Walmart. Agreed. Let's be honest. I agree with that. All right. All right. So yeah, and Sam's Sam's Club, I feel is is a step above. I'm, I'm with you. How do we get sidetracked? Number two is till I collapse, and then it's a great workout song. Yeah. You know, I not that I'm a big workout expert, I have to tell you, <laughs> but if you're you know you're pumping some iron, you want to save it for last, and you're getting a little tired, and then all of a sudden, doom 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 doom, you know, and yeah, it's and like the, it's like the, it was playing. And then the drop comes in, and then you're like, yeah, I can lift this heavy thing a few more times. Yeah. And then you just like don't because lifting's pointless. Mm. Hash, hot take. It's, they're heavy. They, it's heavy. Yeah. Um, number one is this is kind of a surprise choice, but my favorite track off there is When the Music Stops with D12. <laughs> it's my favorite track. Just the whole setup, and they're just dropping – uh, you know, super violent rhymes <laughs> and it makes me happy because there's all these different guys and uh, it's just it gets me jazzed up. I like that track. <laughs> all right. The worst ones. The worst ones are the third from the worst is my dad's gone crazy, which features Haley and she's got the kind of the the little chorus or hook or whatever they call it. And it's just kind of goofy and it doesn't seem to fit. I didn't really dig it number two is drips which i gather is about venereal disease and how you know you don't want to 
have intercourse with questionable women. Otherwise, good, good life advice. Yeah, that's pretty solid advice always. But I think it's about, you know, STDs and STIs. You know, take care of yourself, people. Be safe out there. Okay. Uh, number one is Haley's song. The Haley song is the worst because Eminem is singing on it. And he even says, I think this is the track. He says, I don't care if you don't like my singing. I'm going to sing because I want to sing. And it's like, you just admitted you stink at this. What were you thinking? This is a fairly decent album. Why are you singing? You rap. Do not sing Eminem rap. Marshall, if you're listening to this, stop singing rap. Also, like, tweet in that you listen to us. We, we, we have so many questions that you could answer. I'm, I'm sure he's a faithful listener, of course. <laughs> he has nothing better to do with his life. No. I mean, not, not since he's been on game day. Or not game day. What was it? The the college football. He was at the he was at the big house. Remember when he was on and he looked all cracked out. Now tell me what. Tell me this. Do you think because when whenever Eminem is on TV, he's not smiling. No. Like though so he did the Colbert thing. He did the game. He's never smiling, but it almost always looks like he he's fighting it. Like he wants to crack a smile. I don't know. Do you think it's an act or do you think he really is just kind of a, a grumpy person? I think he's kind of a grumpy person, which is fine. I mean, you, you saw eight mile he, where he comes from. Like he deserves to be grumpy if he wants to be eight mile was he had, rough. He had a hard, hard childhood. I've heard from his rapping, <laughs> but I feel like he's kind of repressing a smile a little bit. Like he's a little bit naughty. Like, I yeah, I don't know. Hopefully that's the case. I don't wish him yeah. to be grumpy. Uh, no time to go down on the farm today. We've yapped too much. Oh, let's move on to looking at next week. Um, tomorrow, Monday, is an off day. But we go to Cleveland to revisit the series from, what, a week and a half ago? Um, on yeah. Tuesday, it's a rematch of Verlander against Josh Tomlin. Um, this happened to, uh, a couple weeks ago, and we lost 2-1. to one. Then on Wednesday... Anibal Sanchez matches up with Corey Kluber again. That one was a bloodbath last time. We lost 10 to 1. And uh, Fulmer against Trevor Bauer on Thursday. Got a stat for you. JD is 438 lifetime against uh, Trevor Bauer. What? Oh, JD. Yeah, Yeah, I was was a little confused. So uh, JD Martinez is going to kill him. Yes. I mean, figuratively, people. I'm not right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Friday, we come home to face the Rangers. Uh, Jordan Zimmerman is facing Cole Hamels, who um, obviously with with Zimmerman pitching, we will win. Um, Our team is collectively hitting 346 uh, against Cole Hamels. And I, I wrote down some numbers. In not small samples, Mike Avilas is hitting 600 against Cole Hamels, Miggy 615, Kinsler 333, JD 375, Upton 314, and if Maben's back, he's hitting 371 lifetime against Cole Hamels. We have some guys who are not afraid to face Cole Hamels. Right. When you have good hitters, a lot of times those good hitters have good numbers against pitchers. (laughs) So... Yes, I'm not. I'm not diminishing the no. numbers that you just shared, but no, it's fine. There's a there's a bigger picture. Um, Saturday against Texas, Big Pelf against AJ Griffin. That one will be a, that'll be a good watch. Miggy two home runs and five career at bats against AJ Griffin, um, and then Sunday you like offense, yeah, <laughs> and and walks. Um, Verlander against Martin Perez. Um, 
So that'll that should be a pretty interesting one. Uh, Martin Perez, I I kind of am excited to see him pitch. He's got he's got some pretty good stuff. I've never heard of him in my life. Can really? you tell me about Martin Perez? Uh, Perez, per, it's Perez. I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like the more authentic pronunciation is Perez, like Nafi Perez. You need to take some intro Spanish courses, I think, Paul. I took three years of Spanish <laughs> in college. <laughs> so did I. It's, yeah, I, I know just enough to be a jerk. Yes. Okay, um, let's move on to – oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, who's who are you picking this? Uh, are we reviewing? Last week you had ghosts. Yeah. For pick-to-click. Do you remember who he do? You, he went 250, um, had a home run and a triple, which for Ghost, that is a killer, killer week. Do you remember who you happen yeah. to have? Yeah. Well, see, your guy played, yes. which was which was an achievement. I took Romine. I mm-hmm. took Romine, who, who, by my reckoning, I think was a defensive replacement and a pinch runner once. He went. He had two at bats, and he went over two. Oh, did he have two? Yeah. Okay. Um. I gotta, I gotta confess something to you, Hal. I was being a little benevolent. I, I you know, when you picked Ghost, I was like, I, you know, I crossed him the first two weeks. I need to, I need to give him a little bit of a layup. So maybe, maybe that was what I was going for. Maybe it was like Sun Tzu, Art yeah. of War stuff. <laughs> I gave you the sympathy roll line, just so you know. Who you want this week? All right. Um, uh, you want me to go first, or would you like to go yeah. first? No, you can pick. I don't want any excuses this time. Okay. Um. I I took I took I took Verlander. I'm gonna I'm gonna get on the board with one one of the big dogs. Um, two start week. He was pretty good his last time out and his last time against the Indians. Um, let's see his other starts against the Rangers. Um, you know I I think this could be a, a big a big two starts for JV. Hopefully two dubs. That'd be nice. Wow. I can't believe you just did that. I should have picked first. I was actually thinking Verlander as well. Two starts, you know. He does. He's rocking a 5.46 ERA though. I know. I mean, it hasn't he hasn't been lights out? No, that's true. It doesn't. It feels like he's been better than that though, which might just be you know eternal optimism. But it feels like those right. those are that's high. Yeah. Wins. Uh, let's see. Do we have? Um. I, I took Salt and Lockie already, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I'm going to take Iggy. Okay. I'll take Iggy this week. He's been, he's been hitting Jose well. Jose Iglesias. He's been stealing bases, too, recently, which is a nice change. Would that be an okay pick? Yeah, that that works for me. Terrific. <laughs> all right. We will mark down that you have Jose Iglesias. Um, all right. And we need. So let it be written. So <laughs> let it be done. Uh, we need to pick our record prediction. There are six games this week. Um, we both, let's see, picked four and three last week. Shame on us for not being optimistic enough. Yeah. Yep. So are, is your mind swayed? Are you on the uh, optimism train now? Oh, yeah. I, I was never off the optimism train. I, I curtailed it a little bit because the people were all like, oh, life is terrible. I'm, I'm always on the optimism train. Okay. So what's it going to be? Um, I will go, let's see, um, four and two. Uh, it's, it's hard even for me to predict a win when Big Pelf starts. And we'll probably drop another somewhere along the way. But I, I think we're going to keep this rolling. I'll go. I'll go four and two. Both of the teams are beatable. That's for sure. I'm going to say one and five. Wow. One and five because we're all so happy and joyful 
that uh, it's bound to swing around. It can't. It can't be this nice. We're not allowed to have good things like this for too long. That's true. One in five, for no <laughs> other reason. I I feel like that's just as good a logic as anything I could have come up with. Exactly. Um, all right. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can at podcastianos.com. On Twitter, I am at jordanhall23. Eric is at Comerica Eric, and the show is at podcastianos.com. And if you're on Instagram, like I said before, you should follow me. I'm I'm not the worst Instagram follow in the world, and my name is uh, Jordino4. Um, and we would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Do you think I should change my Twitter name to Jordino? No, no. You should change your Instagram to something normal. Well, I, I have Jordino. I have so much so much soccer in my background that it just it just makes sense. You need? Do you have a horrible haircut too, where you like shave one side and then flip it over? No, I got the I got the you Shane know, like Green. a Bundesliga, the Shane Green look. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'm actually I've actually considered changing up the hair. What do you, how do you feel about Bryce Harper's hair? Like kind of the slick back with the with the beard. I could I could pull that off. I think. Paul, I got to tell you, I went to the Whitecaps banquet and all these major leaguers are there and. I realize that I'm so out of touch with men's hairstyles and hair fashion. I have no authority. I'm a I'm like a dad. I'm a suburban dad. I wear New Balance shoes and drive a minivan. I have no qualifications to talk about it. So if if you out there have an opinion on whether I should grow Bryce Harper hair, let me know at Jordan Hall 23. Do you have do you have fairly thick hair? I feel yeah. like you need kind of thick to poof it. You need some the plumage. Is I, do, what you need. I do have fairly thick hair, and it grows so fast. It's it's incredible. I don't Bragger. know if that's I don't know if that's a brag. It, it means I have to get haircuts more often. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you and your hair. Let, let's end this. Do you have anything else to say to the people? Nothing useful. All right, we will catch you guys next week. And as always, eat them up, tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 